anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Well, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me, of course, with some brand new Brand spanking new hillbilly stories. Justin Campbell, what's going on, man? How was your weekend? Oh, not much. It was pretty good. We did a little bit of did a little bit of house demoing. Not a not a whole lot, but enough to feel semi accomplished. And then just did some stuff around the yard, and uh, we had us a nice bonfire and a cookout, and had some of my wife's uh, crazy hillbilly cousins over and told crazy hillbilly stories it was it was everything you could hope for from a from a weekend in rural indiana i'm picturing a lot of whiskey and just like raggedy furniture being thrown into the fire all night long uh homemade wine and the raggedy furniture because it had rained the day before all of the raggedy furniture was like sinking into the yard so most of us were like pretty close to the ground Oh, that's right. Uh, this is the guy that was bringing over the the blackberry wine. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh my God, that stuff is good. And he, uh, it's like, I think he said it's like twenty four percent alcohol. So it's one of those things that you gotta like really watch yourself because you end up fluffed up real quick. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. Most wines are like eighteen percent or something around there. If if even that, a lot of them don't even cross into the teens. And uh, what? kind of wine are you drinking it's just like some girly stuff it's all like fruity and sweet the the blackberry wine that he made yeah i mean it is it is pretty fruity it doesn't it's got a uh it's got an extremely sharp alcohol bite like you can really smell and taste the alcohol but it also has enough sugar and fruitiness to it that it like it goes down smooth so it doesn't it doesn't give like a, a burn or anything like you get you get all of the alcohol without any of the unpleasantness. So, like I said, it's one of those like uh, it can be it can be dangerous if you just sit around and sip on it for too long. You end up stumbling off into the woods somewhere and not making it back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good times. And it was uh, that. Well, this this whole this past week was the uh, the big Mexican holiday, Semana Santa. So. A lot of people, crowds everywhere, a lot of partying going on, and uh, I didn't really partake in, in much of it, but Jeva, what did you do for Easter? Absolutely nothing. We didn't have kids, so we didn't have to do anything. We, <laughs> we are the, uh, we're the type that we only celebrate if there are kids around begging us to do it. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. 
Well, did you did you see uh, Joe Biden getting bossed around by the uh, the Easter Bunny? That was that was hilarious. Between the video of him shaking hands with the ghost and then wandering off aimlessly, and then the Easter Bunny having to give him directions on where to go and what to do, I. They had it right in 2021 when they kept him locked up in the White House for 11 of the 12 months. Like they've let him, they've let him out, and it's just been a abject disaster. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it really is something to watch. I mean, it's it's not a bad idea to just put somebody in the in, in a bunny outfit and have them bossing him around to make sure he stays on target. Um. I don't know. I, I thought some of it was kind of blown out of report. Like his reaction, I thought he was just kind of having fun with it. But it's just, it's so fucking funny to to see him try to not seem like a senile old man that just has no idea what's going on. And he's in charge of the, the biggest government the world has ever seen. I'm still just floored. Like if you thought Donald Trump was a big fucking orange buffoon, you're not going to get much of an argument here, but my God, you go from him to Joe Biden. He's literally shaking hands with ghosts and being, you know, ordered around by a, a furry. <laughs> oh, my God. Hopefully nobody in our audience needs an explanation for what a furry is. <laughs> uh, and if you do, like, don't. This is not the place to get that information. No, you should go, go on your work computer and Google it. <laughs> oh, God. I told my, uh, speaking of going on a computer and Googling things, you probably shouldn't be. Uh, one of the one of the guys posted a thing about um, the Las Vegas shooter on the meme stream for this week's uh, meme stream in the, the Peddling Fiction private Facebook group. And I was looking at it and just kind of chuckling. And my son asked what it was. I said, when you get to school, sit down on your, like, get your Chromebook out and Google what happened to the Las Vegas shooter and just see what comes up. So we'll see if, uh, if he gets his laptop taken away and gets some uh, severe line of questioning from <laughs> authorities. How is the meme stream? Is it popping this week? I'm a little behind on my memes. That's some good stuff. There, there is always some good stuff in there. I you you've said it before, but like I follow like the the being libertarian meme streams and some of these other like meme groups and stuff. We get we get like a, a collection of some of the best ones in ours. Like if you're looking for the highest quality content, you just need to check ours out because that's where the that's where the best of the best is gonna be. Uh, you can no find story. plenty of you can find plenty of trashy ones and and dumb ones that you know out there on all the other meme streams but ours is where you're going to find the stuff that you actually want to go and share yeah yeah it's almost as if everybody goes through all the crap that's out there and then compiles it just into our private facebook meme stream and you can join that it's uh while we're still up on facebook i don't know how much longer that's going to be but yeah, every once in a while I check and it's like, you got a lot of notifications about all these violations. And I don't deal with that. I don't deal with that shit. They, they take down the page, they take down the page, but it, it's up and running now. You can find us in there and drop your dankest memes. And if it's not good, you'll probably get ridiculed, at least by me. <laughs> Especially if it has bad cropping. You don't crop your memes properly. You got like the margins from your phone on there. You can't 
this isn't fucking amateur hour at the Paddling Fiction Facebook group, okay? <laughs> anyway, the uh, the big news of the the day, I guess it broke. Was it, did it break yesterday? That they are a, a judge has overturned the federal mask mandate on planes, trains, and public transportation. Yeah. Yeah, and that is exceptionally good news. Uh, I mean, obviously not for the uh, the Church of the Woke, but it's exceptionally good no- good news for everybody who has a half a lick of common sense. Yeah, it's, God, it's so long overdue. You know, it's been two years. It's been two years now of this. And I, I guess they didn't put the mandate in until, what, like a year ago or something? But... It was yeah. They were a little slow to get on the. They were a little slow to get on the mandate train for public transportation and stuff. But I I don't think it's. I don't think it was that long. I think it was sometime like mid to late twenty twenty was when they. Oh, okay. When they did that, but I could be I could be wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't like anybody was taking the public transport. There was nowhere to go. You were locked down at this time in you know April of twenty twenty. I I wasn't, but uh, most people were. And uh, yeah, so now um, I, I remember the first flight that I took was in June of 2020, and I didn't wear a mask through the airport. I think we had to put one on the plane. When we were on the plane, you had to do it. I'm pretty sure we had to do it on the plane, but through the airport, I was just walking around like a normal person. And uh, now there's so it. Now, every airline is a little different, right? They, they, they can still try to have a mandate if they want. Um, and all of these people freaking out can still wear a mask if they want, which again is just, I, I still can't understand this mindset. I've been trying to understand it for two years, why it bothers people when, when like somebody else isn't wearing a mask and you are. Is it just a compliance thing? Or are they actually legitimately afraid that like you're somehow going to compromise the integrity of their mask? I think they're legitimately afraid that, that if you aren't wearing a mask too, that their mask isn't going to protect them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense Some in some weird, bizarro world. But has- the really impressive thing that I thought that came out of the, the mandate being dropped or, or being dismissed by this judge was it it happened sometime it happened sometime yesterday afternoon and by last night every major airline amtrak and most of the major public transportation like authorities had had already gone to masks or optional like they were they were ready for this to be over with yeah, I, I can't imagine, first of all, being the employees that have to wear them all the time. So you're wearing them for like eight hours a day or something. They, they still make a lot of the staff here do it, you know, waitresses and um, you know, servers and stuff like that. The security guards um, at, at the place do it. And it's just like, my God, they got to wear it all the time and when you're in mexico it's like fucking hot they gotta wear it in the summer it's like 105 degrees and humid um so i i'm very very happy for like the airline employees that don't have to fucking wear these on a plane the entire fucking time they're on there 
but also, yeah, just the people, like we get to be normal people again. You get to see smiling faces, uh, lips moving. Uh, you don't have to do this retarded thing where you take a sip of coffee. Hopefully, uh, Lorenzotti coffee, but probably not if you're on an airplane. And then you have to put your mask back on. I, I, I mean, like the idea that people are freaking out over this is just it's peak covidiacy. And it's there's something, you know, they made our lives so miserable for the last couple of years. There's just something delicious about watching everything be rolled back for no and nothing has really changed nothing has changed in terms of the science or the data or the virus or anything i mean pretty much everything we know now we knew in april of 2020 um it's just been confirmed over and over and over again study after study you know case after case strain after strain uh you know it confirmed everything that we believed kind of initially and like the the first amount, like bulk data to come out of New York and places like that, everything's been confirmed. Nothing has changed, and now everything's being rolled back. And these people that have religiously followed all of the dumbass fucking rituals that you're supposed to go through, the stickers on the floor, standing you know six feet apart, the the masks, the uh, you know wiping down your groceries and all this stuff. It's all being rolled back and they don't know how to fucking handle it. And it's just, I don't know, call it schadenfreude if you want, taking pleasure in the misery of others. But it is delicious to watch them freak out about this and have no good explanation for why they're freaking out. And equally, like they never had a good explanation for why we had to do it. And now they don't have a good explanation for why we don't. And there's something fucking just hilarious about that to me. And like speaking of that, like speaking of the the science and the data and all the things that like anybody with half a look of sense could look at and see and kind of figure out how it was going to work out and, and what it was and what was going on. Uh, Dr. Jay Bacharya has been talking about it nonstop since the, the Great Barrington Declaration. He was on the Paradox again this week and the, like they were talking about it. And, and like the future of science, because there are so many doctors that are like scared to to actually say what's true because if it if the truth doesn't fit the narrative then like you you run the risk of losing your job and then we've got stuff like the uh you had sent me this this link this morning that has all the all of the economic impact and everything and like when you look at the states that were the heaviest lockdown most of those were the ones that obviously had have had the worst economic income impact from that but at the same time like a lot of those didn't do great in terms of like mortality and stuff, especially when you take into account the nursing homes and the way a lot of those handled the nursing homes and stuff like that. Like it's been, and, and I mean, it's been kind of, it's been kind of interesting to, to follow it as it's all come together and you've gotten to see that like a lot of the stuff that we were saying in June and July of 2020, is all being statistically and scientifically proven out two years later. It's like, and there's, we're not, you're like, you're not getting your YouTube channel back. I'm not getting any of my videos that they took down back. Like that there are, there are entire Twitter and Facebook and YouTube accounts that are just gone forever because they told the truth and the truth was not 
fitting of the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like in my case, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, I guess in the future, it could be like, they could have, we were kind of just starting to build that channel and picking up momentum. And then they fucking axed it, even though we didn't even have uh, two strikes at the time. So they even violated their own fucking rules when they, when they nuked it. And yeah, I mean, the, the untold amount of damage, and we should probably go through, do you have that study that I sent you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it. Yeah. If you can pull that up, we, we should go through that because it was pretty interesting. This was from the, uh, uh, what's the name of that? It is the NBER. I forget the national. Yeah, the National Bureaucrat, uh, National Bureau of Economic, Economic Research. Yeah. So they they basically they did a study. They compiled their the study is called the final uh, report card on the state's response to COVID nineteen. And so and, and these aren't like you know like libertarian ideologues or ANCAPs or anything like that. It, it looked like they took a pretty balanced approach to this. They tried to take into a, you know account a lot of different factors for each state, and they basically graded it in three categories. It was you know the uh, the economic impact, the educational impact, and then like the actual like COVID impact, like the mortality rates and things like that um, from each each individual state's response. And they mapped it out in a different in a bunch of different ways, and then they gave everybody a grade. Um, and I believe they accounted for, you know, they had to account for like a lot of things, like Florida having like a, a much older population than California and things like that. And the fact that my buddies are just talking about this, you know, everybody in Chicago's eating fucking deep dish pizza and like Italian beefs and not getting out much because it's fucking freezing cold. So they had to take all that stuff into account. And you can kind of see, as you were saying, most of the states that that scored really high. So who did the best? Let's see. It was uh, Utah, Nebraska, Vermont, Montana, South Dakota, Florida, New Hampshire, Maine, Arkansas, Idaho. That's the top 10. Um, now, so the, the bottom 10, well, we'll just do the bottom, what, five? three, six, bottom six, because we'll include Illinois in there. Great job, Illinois, killing it on all fronts. They are 46, 47th was California, then New Mexico, then New York, 49th, DC coming in at 50, and New Jersey, F minus 51. Uh, you know, so most of the like the really the the states that had really hardcore lockdowns got some of the worst scores and you know like i think a big portion of that was more the economic front in terms of like you know the, the covid mortality might have been similar when you account for ages and and things like that but on the economic front the places that had really hard lockdowns like illinois california new york got fucking devastated economically um, and education wise, you know, keeping the kids out of school for two years, keeping them covered in mat, like uh, they're going to we're going to be paying the price for these ridiculous responses to this for years to come. We still don't know the the actual toll that all this is going to take on us. Um, but well, the, and like the the, COVID, the COVID idiots are going to look at this and say, oh, well, there's just 
they're just talking about economics. They're not talking about how many lives were saved. Well, actually they do, because if you go all the way over, like for anybody who looks at this study, there's an entire column at the right-hand side that breaks it down based on mortality, based on the age and the age of mortality and also the, the all excess death. And like for a lot of those, like that bottom five or six that you were talking about, mm -hmm. they still ranked in the bottom 10 uh, of that bottom six, uh, half of them still ranked in the bottom 10 in excess mortality. Like, so for all of their lockdown and every, all of the economic damage that they did, they still landed in the bottom 10 in mortality rate. So yeah, a lot of good it did. Yeah. I mean, none of them really even cracked the top. Uh, yeah. The top, like, Hey, well, I guess Illinois, what 22. Yeah. And I mean, like some of them are, which one's dead last is that New Mexico. It's hard to see I yeah. my phone. Yeah, but yeah, New Me New Mexico came in dead last. And they had they had some of the hardest lockdowns too. Yeah. And and the other thing that you see when you kind of look at this map is there's not a lot of like rhyme or reason to it. You know, I mean, like, yeah, you can say like they had really hard lockdowns and they did, but like some of the neighboring states don't really, you know, like Illinois did terrible. Wisconsin did like not that bad, like kind of middle of the pack, sort of slightly better. You know, it's like a lot of this, you can't really, it, you know, it's like you can't really explain some of the data as to why like one state did so much better than the other ones, unless you look at, you know, the, uh, the economic factor is pretty obvious. Um, and giving people personal choices, <laughs> you know, it's like, now all of a sudden that we have a uh, an election coming up and horrible poll numbers for Joe Biden and company. Now you know you can. Uh, it's not like they're referencing these studies either when they come out and they they roll back the mask mandates or they say you can come up with your own individual COVID assessment. <laughs> they don't say anything like that. And yeah, like you were saying, they would probably come up with like some justification as for why, you know, California did so much worse than, than Florida in, in all of these categories. But it really is just, uh, man, they, I don't even know what to say. It's like these, these people are fucking evil and they still want to keep it going despite all of the evidence uh, to the contrary. Like there's no... Yeah, like you do the Tom Woods quiz, the quiz thing, like when the mask mandates went in, in place and who did this and who did that. And nobody can fucking figure it out. It doesn't make any sense that the data is like so inconclusive that you can't, you cannot make the case for a, a mask mandate working right. anywhere. Right. Like there's, there is no verifiable evidence that it's accomplished anything. And I mean, it's, you can't, you can't convince the uh, uh, you can't convince the covidians that that's the case because they'll just come up with. And the thing is, like for all of their trust the science, none of the excuses that they come up with for why it works are actually based on anything other than their own personal feelings and uh, an extremely like limited case scenario. Oh well, what about this one person that this happened to? And it's like okay, that like that's. It's called the exception to the rule because it's an exception. Like right. the, it happened one time out of how many million? 
Yeah. Yeah. The, like the narcissism just comes on full display. It's always about them. It's like me. I feel this. I feel that I don't want to be on a plane with people that aren't wearing masks. And it's just, the, and it's a feeling. And apparently we're supposed to justify all people's like retarded feelings all the time. That, that seems to be the, you know, the, what generation am I? The dumbass generation millennial I don't know. millennial thing. Uh, where it's like um yeah all of your feelings have to be like justified and coddled by ever and and you know like we can't do anything to hurt your feelings and it's uh it i i can't i, I don't even know like what to expect on planes now to go back like because i i know so united removed the mandate right did delta do it as well i'm i'm almost positive all of them did yeah, I'd be surprised if they didn't because it's pretty unpopular. But I, I feel like these people now it's like not going to be the people that um, are taking off the mask. It's it's going to be like the people that want to keep the masks on that are going to be causing like all this fucking mayhem now on planes. And I got you know I don't know I don't know what to tell you. You can still wear your mask. You can wear put ten masks on. You can wrap yourself in fucking plastic for all I care. You can put on gloves and little booties and wear a hazmat suit. You'd probably end up sitting next to me, especially if you're coming in at about 325, 350. Um, but go ahead. Go ahead and do that. I don't know. Can't you just let everybody else fucking go back to being a... We're talking about going back two years also. like Now all of a sudden we can't do anything without a mask. You see how quickly like their mentality just goes to shit. Well, remember even like even one of the airline CEOs and I, I think it was, it was either Delta or United, but one of the CEOs of, of one of the, the major airlines had said when this thing first had started that it's not based in science and it's nonsensical. He like, they explained the the mechanics of like the way the airplane filtration systems and everything worked. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're, this is not, this is not accomplishing anything. There's no reason to do this, but you know, that it never, it was never about science. It was only about compliance. And that's, I mean, that's the, that's the story of COVID really. Yeah. And and giving people something to do that makes you feel like, you know, you're getting it together. You're doing something. You're, even though it doesn't actually do anything, it makes you feel better, I guess, which is kind of the way we approach government to begin with where it's like there's a problem somebody should do something well like let's have the government do something what does the government actually do nothing in most cases they make the problem exponentially worse and so we just prescribe more government and then like is it any wonder that the government's solution to covid was to prescribe things that don't do anything actually probably make the situation exponentially worse and then just double and triple down on it over and over and over again. Right. I mean, like it's, that's how they operate. That's what it is. And it's like this, there's something inside of everybody where they're just, they're freaked out at the idea of not having some sort of security blanket. Like in this case, now it's the mask, but in life before that, it was the government. And that's the biggest hurdle people have, you know, crossing over from like libertarian to like full on ANCAP is like, you have to drop this idea of this security blanket. Like they're actually 
here to help you. They're going to take care of you. You know, they're going to make sure you don't go destitute in retirement, you know, social security, healthcare, college, housing. They're going to do, they're going to have all these things just in case, you know, you need them. But it really, they are as useless as these fucking masks are. Um, I, I, it's a great little fucking microcosm of life and, and just like an insight into how human beings, you know, it's scary. It is scary when you're off on your own, you know, like if, if you go just like in the wilderness for a couple of weeks, or you just start your own, like you quit your job and you start your own gig, you're an entrepreneur or something like, and you're just like completely dependent on yourself and nobody else. It is scary. Uh, and, and certainly at first, but when you, when you realize what you're giving up and that they, they weren't actually going to be there to help you and they're making matters worse, they're making everything more difficult. Like we talked about with, in terms of economics and the damage they've done to generations of kids to come, the lives they've, they've ruined already, the excess mortality rates, not, like they made everything so much worse than COVID ever would have been. And I feel completely comfortable saying that based on all the numbers that I've seen over the last two years. Like there's a very small percentage of the population where COVID was going to be a problem. Uh, it was pretty apparent that it was old and sick people. Um, you know, the vast majority of people dying from COVID were old and sick. Uh, and like, know. like one of the things that gets pointed to by people who try to argue against the states that were, a little more open and less locked down was like you look at um, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, like some states that had higher COVID deaths, but their uh, their excess mortality rates are not exponentially higher than any other like heavily locked down state. Like, yes, they had the COVID deaths, but their excess death rate wasn't up there. And a lot of it is, if you look at that part of the country, that's where there's a lot of like excessive obesity. And also a lot of people die because of health problems in that part of the country. Like it's uh, so like every time that they make these excuses for why they should have done this, they always base it on like pseudoscience that can be easily, they can be easily dismissed if you just, like have half a lick of sense and and know what you're looking at and what you're talking about. Yeah. It, well, it, the other thing is I guarantee you if, you know, we could go back to March of 2020 or something with this report, with this data, there's, there's no, like there's, there's no way that they were saying like, Oh yeah, you do all this lockdown stuff. And you know, some States will kind of be the same as other States that don't do it. You won't really notice the difference here. A little bit of a difference there, a little something here or there. I don't know. It was like, you know, they're going to be bodies piling up in the streets. You can't possibly go without doing this. Like tens of millions of people are going to die and blah, blah, blah. Like the, the pitch was <laughs> that this was going to be the end of the world unless you did it. And there, there's just no way that they'd be trying to justify these numbers in hindsight. You know, it's, they, they, you just need to fucking admit that you got it wrong. And uh, I don't know, we're going to send you off to Mars or something in one of Elon Musk's next uh, 
spaceships or like i don't want to be on the same planet as these people i'm certainly not going to fucking forget it i'm not forgetting anything that they said anything that they did you know this is like on the level of you know uh weapons of mass destruction and and all this other shit you know they you don't have any business being in charge of anything if you got something this wrong and refuse to fucking admit it for two years Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They are our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to Lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I.coffee, promo code Fiction. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. Isn't it crazy that the entire group that that saw that the West weapons of mass destruction thing was a lie and called that and were against all the wars and thought that Big Pharma was pushing constant bullshit and was a terrible thing, like that entire camp flipped on its head to trust the science, trust the government, trust Big Pharma. How the fuck does that happen? I don't like I, I can't wrap my mind around that. That that's like that's that's been the that's been like the most disconcerting thing about this entire uh two-year like social experiment that we've seen is how does that group just completely flip on its head? Yeah. Fear uh, fear is a really powerful motivator. Uh, they they just had to scare us. They had to scare you a little bit, show you some crazy shit out of China, so show you some crazy shit out of Italy. And then come through with these ridiculous doomsday scenarios on the level of like climate change, you know, uh, Florida is going to be underwater by 2015 or whatever fucking shit they were talking about. Uh, you know, none, they don't even come close. They don't even come close to, to getting anything right. But it's still enough to scare the bejesus out of enough people that th- to this day, they're still now they're afraid to get on an airplane unless everybody's wearing a mask. And I, I don't even, do you still have to get the, the COVID tests though to fly? I don't know. I got to look into that. <laughs> Be flying again pretty soon. But yeah, I mean, like, you, what about the fact that everybody just took a COVID test and tested negative for it? <laughs> like, um, The COVID tests are, are too inconsistent. So that, uh, they don't consider those as a as a good barometer for whether or not people have COVID. Oh, well, that's not what they were saying when they were like, testing, testing, testing. We didn't do enough testing. Trump didn't do enough testing. We're gonna- uh, they, don't trust, they don't trust that the tests are accurate. But when you tell them that, that the tests aren't accurate and it's resulting in an over-reporting of cases, they also don't believe that because the tests are incredibly accurate. But yeah. then at the same time, the tests are not at all accurate because they don't know if you are uh, uh asymptomatic or like it's it is just 
Yeah. The, they, they the only mental want gymnastics the data. <laughs> that they go through are, I, I can't, I can't wrap my brain around it. It's, yeah. it's uh, too much. Yeah. The cognitive dissonance is, is very strong. Like they only want the data that supports their, um, their insanity on this. Like, yeah, it's like, you gotta, you gotta, we gotta test more people and look at all these cases. It's like, okay, well, I just took the test to get on the, the airplane. Well, the, te the tests aren't accurate. It's like, well, then what about all these cases that you're reporting on? How could that possibly be? Uh, I don't know. It, it is. It, it is fucking unbelievable how insane people went, how quickly it happened, how easy it was to turn them absolutely fucking insane and like to cross over to that, that dark side, um, which, yeah, like there's a lot to be sort of excited about right now when they're rolling things back and trust in the corporate press is at an all-time low but man i i don't have that much faith in how long it's going to last like we have a we have really short memories as just you know american people these days with the the news cycle and just like constant fucking information coming at you but it's like look what happened with the whole ukraine thing uh, we got right back to trusting fucking CNN reports, like immediately. All they had to do was like go fucking to the extreme with it. So I, I, I don't know how I how I feel about this. I'm cautiously optimistic, I suppose. Um, but at, at least, if nothing else, it's moving in the right direction. Yes, yes, and it'll be funny to see like the first state that tries to like go back to it. And I don't know, maybe it'd be California or Pennsylvania or something like that. Like one of these big cities that, that just sort of has to, oh, now there's a new variant and we're, we're scared again and see if they can go, see if they can put that toothpaste back in the tube. That'll be a very interesting. <laughs> They're already losing that. They're already losing that battle. They've been trying to push this BA2 for a couple of weeks and it's just not taken. Like nobody gives a shit anymore. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it is getting like pretty mild now, like, even though it wasn't like for the vast majority of people, it was already kind of a mild thing. Um, a lot of people were asymptomatic, like young, healthy people. It was kind of just like being sick for five or six days, other people, you know, much longer and lose their taste and, you know, get hospitalized, things like that. But now it's like, oh man, that was it. <laughs> that that sneeze like a couple days ago that was the ba2 and uh ah, man it, it's crazy that people are still they're still on it and they're still completely freaked about getting it there's gonna be yeah. people on every plane that are wearing two masks and gloves and the face guard over it and walking around outside with masks on i wonder what uh you know, what other countries are going to be like, because, you know, it was like certain, they only took the, the mandate off for certain international flights, right? All domestic flights, certain international ones. They took every, um, I saw they took every country off of their like high risk zones to go to. So it would be much easier to get to Panama now for anybody that cares. You can just fly directly from the U.S. there. Uh -huh. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be very fun to watch these people try to resume normalcy. I wonder how many of them are just like complete lost causes. Like they've just gone crazy over the last couple of years. 
Yeah, think? it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how things kind of unfold going forward, especially with with all of the information that's out there. Like pe- people can't just keep the average person is not going to continue to ignore it. Well, yeah. So, do you have anything? Do you have an article on this judge? Because I thought some of the reaction to that was like classic, just fucking lemming behavior. NPC. It was like I was reading the. I read this like article about it early this morning and then i was like looking at some some like twitter comments or something and like every other one was like oh the american bar association said she wasn't fit to be a trial judge or something and like every other single one so i was like which you know which uh was it msnbc or cnn that fed them that talking point and i didn't see anything like that i I know she was a she was a trump appointee uh, that too yeah so there was like a couple things wrong with her First, she was like way too Trumpy because Trump appointed her. So she was like too big of a Trump uh, appointee. She's too young, apparently at 35. And go figure, because at five, apparently you can decide that you want to get your dick chopped off. At 35, you can't decide whether or not the federal government has overstepped their uh, constitutional authority. And then... The other thing was, yeah, the American Bar Association said that she was, uh, and I I didn't have time to look into this. It was like unfit to be a trial judge, which I don't see how that has any bearing on this, but. um, Right. The whole point of this is she's uh, like her, her purposes for constitutionality and, and looking at jurisdiction and stuff like that. Like it's, she doesn't, there's, um, there's a big difference between like a trial judge and and the different types of judges. I mean, you have you have all all types of judges. I, that doesn't seem like such a. It's an incredibly damning statement for the average retard who doesn't know anything about U.S. legal system. So I mean, that's and that's what these that's what these news sources do. They play to the dumbest common denominator out there. Yeah. Well, and then they just parrot it. I'm going to find, yeah, I'm going to find this Twitter there because I, I, sometimes I comment on things just so that I have it for, for later use. But yeah, this was, uh, Lindsay Sabadosa. She's, uh, she's running for something in Massachusetts, I think. Oh, so she's extra retarded. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, here's, here's her statement today. A federal judge called it overreach for us health officials to require masks on airplanes and other public transit. And no matter how you feel about masks, you should be really, really concerned that the courts are effectively taking away power from the federal government. (laughs) And know how to break this to her, that that's exactly the role that the fucking courts are supposed to play in this imaginary fucking system that we came up with, with these separation of powers. Um, They're supposed to rule on whether or not the the federal government has the authority to do what it's doing. Now, the real concern here, other than the fact that this bumbling buffoon might have control of something over somebody's life, (laughs) um, has no idea how the system is supposed to work, is that this went on for years before a federal judge could finally strike it down. Like, this is bullshit, man. What kind of system is this where it's like, you can do something completely illegal, completely against all of the rules, violate every oath that you fucking took, every oath of office, all this shit. 
And then a federal judge says, you can't do that. And all you have to do is stop doing it. There's no other repercussions. There's no punishment. You don't like lose your, you know, you don't get fired or anything. You just keep going. Oh, whoops, my mistake. I just ruined the lives of 320 million people for two years. I'm sorry. Mea culpa. My bad. Let's let's move on. We can, you know, we can uh, move on to the next thing. It's it's fucking unbelievable. And the level, like the level of outrage should be so much higher. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, the uh the yeah, the the way they go after this judge who she's a fucking hero. Like, let let's call it like I don't care if she's 35, uh 85, if she's a woman or a man or a you know, a really shitty trial judge. I don't give a shit. She got this one right. And uh, she had the fucking the balls to come out and and strike it down. Apparently, that it's hard to come by these days. Um, but yeah, I, I, the uh, yeah, when a judge deemed unqualified by the American Bar Association finds herself overruling medical guidelines put in place by the CDC and approved by qualified medical experts nationwide, that is overreach. She's not qualified to be on the bench, must much less rule on medical protocols. Does she cite anything for that? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the chick you're talking about blocked me because because uh, she had said it's it's insane that a that a judge can just overturn or can overrule the federal government. And I was like, that's the point of the courts, you fucking dipshit. That's the way the judiciary is intended to function. Have you ever read the fucking constitution? And then I got blocked. Maybe I should have used, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said the F word quite so many times or called her a dipshit, but I mean, I didn't really care. Uh, you know, nobody linked to it. Um, but I saw, I saw like 10 or 15 people say that the American Bar Association um, said she was unfit to be a trial judge. And I, I mean, there must be, I, and I was like, I don't even know if that, like, I guarantee you there's like a, that's a spin. It's not exactly what they said. Um, but I didn't, again, I didn't have time to look into it. So maybe we'll do a fact check for the, for the next episode of that. But I just thought it was funny that that's, those were the talking points. Trump appointee AMA said she's unfit to be a trial judge and she's only 35. She doesn't have the experience. Like, uh, can't you be president at 35? I think so. I think that's the minimum age. Yeah. And by the way, I'm fine with increasing the ages of all these things. I don't think, I think it's 25 to be in fucking Congress. That's why we ended up with AOC in there. Like, I, I'm fine making like 45 the minimum age for, for a lot of this stuff, maybe 55 for president. Because, yeah, I mean, 25, these kids don't even have, they have never had a job. They're, they're still in school. They're probably only in like their second year of fucking college. <clears throat> they, they, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, it takes them so long to fucking graduate and then they have to get like, you know, extra degrees and they're, they're, these kids have no life experience at 25. Um, and apparently what's her face graduated magnum cum laude from, uh, yeah. Was it Boston? Where'd she go to school? Oh, here we go. It's uh, she simply doesn't have courtroom or trial experience. Hasn't been. There's nothing that there's nothing that I've been that I'm finding on this that says that she was deemed unfit by the bar. 
Yeah, she it, really it just seems like have a weird. Yeah, I was like, wait, so the the bar association just came out and gave like a statement, like Jen Saki does, like every fucking week. They're like, these are the judges that we we deemed unfit for trial, and they just name them. It's like I don't think so. I don't think so. It was just like something that they said about her. She doesn't have trial. Yeah, it's a critique. The critique of her as a judge at the at the time that Trump appointed her to her position was that she didn't have any courtroom or trial experience. It, there is no actual <laughs> there's no actual evidence that she was deemed unfit by the bar or anything like that. That was that was just the argument against her being named the ju- a judge by Trump. God. And I, so somebody fucking said that on CNN. You know, they did. You know they did because there are way too many people <clears throat> that not only brought up that point, but they said it in the exact same way. It was like unfit, 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 deemed unfit. I saw it like 25 times. Um, so yeah, it'd be funny to find the the Brian Stelter clip of that or <laughs> whoever it was. Um, and, but anyway, she's a hero. Um, I'm really happy that people can uh, fly now without masks. And you, you can wear them through the airport. You don't have to wear them through the airport anymore. I think, the, is the TSA going to take off their masks or are they going to have to keep them on? Fuck those people. They should have to keep them on. Yeah. <laughs> you can't understand anything they say anyway. It's like every time they just like start barking out orders, like it's, first of all, like we're supposed to know exactly what to do. Each airport has different fucking requirements. Each line is different. Like you ask them questions and they just kind of like, fuck, like, fuck off. It's over there. Like, where am I supposed to go? Like, oh, sorry, I don't work in the airport, lady. Um, You don't have to be a bitch about it. And then they like bark out all these orders with all this extra like verbiage. What I'm going to need you to go ahead and do right now is take all the, uh, laptops electronic devices like everything out of your backpack every electronic device out of your backpack every phone every computer every battery it's like right it's like it's an airport odds are i'm passing through i don't spend hours wandering through here a day and know where everything is and and y'all signage is absolute hot fucking garbage so help a brother out and when it's crowded and like you can't figure out which where what line starts where they're nowhere to be found they should yeah they should fucking they might as well just put like a ball gag in their mouth (sighs) anyway um flying just got a little less brutal so i'm pretty excited about that i don't know if that's going to have any effect on people's travel though a lot of people fucking traveling down uh south of the border lately it's been really crowded and uh not sure I like it. I like it better over the, over the summer where it's just me. I don't have to fight for a cabana every day. <laughs> um, but we do have, um, I don't have anything else on the, on the docket. Do you for today? Oh, that's, we that's, the big, that's the big topic that's been in the news. Uh, I think oh, we the had, docs I think pre-show we had talked a little bit about the, the libs of TikTok thing, but that might be a good topic to, to really dig into on Friday. Cause there's, there's so much going on with that uh, between the article, the chick who wrote the article. Like, so there's the Washington Post article about uh, libs of TikTok and then everything with the doxing itself. And now all of the like backlash and the chick who wrote like that, that might be one that we should put a, a whole episode to because there's been a lot that's going on with that. Uh, I don't think we could do it justice in, in 10 or 15 minutes. 
we can do it we can do a doxing episode on friday i'm down for that um yeah what i was going to say in terms of traveling now it's going to be a lot more pleasant for everybody to come down here in december for the 2022 Sylita super spreader dates tbd lineup tbd <laughs> but it is happening it's going to happen and justin's going to make it this time right yes that's the plan i just need the date because uh i can i should be able to make it work yeah i believe it's going to be in december again so the the plan is to find something in december and i'm going to start looking at venues pretty soon and then yeah i gotta talk you know just uh just throwing it out there my birthday is december 16th so and that's a friday just an idea so you want to have your birthday down in mexico um i would not be opposed to that all right we'll see what the uh the venue availability looks like i'm getting slightly excited and also just like exhausted thinking about it but yeah I got uh, a lot more people to help me out this year, so should be a good time. But yeah, now now we can all fly down there and not have to wear a mask on the plane. And then you won't have to wear a mask in your Uber that you take from the airport to Sayulita. And then once you get to Sayulita, you never have to wear a mask. You can do whatever you want. It's like crazy. It's like 2019. You wouldn't believe it. And yet people are still alive. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so. don't know how y'all survived the worst pandemic of all time, but it's impressive. Yeah. Those, those Mexicans are a resilient bunch. Right. Yeah. There's like two, there's like one and a half hospitals out there. There's like one public one and one private one. It's got like three beds in it. Um, yeah. Much better chance of getting like Montezuma's revenge than and having to be laid up in a hospital with that in Sayulita than, than fucking COVID-19. Um, don't drink the water in Sayulita. <laughs> but yeah, it's other than that, it's a, it's a lot of fun. We had a great little group down there last time. I'll try to I'll, I'll figure out what we're going to do if we're going to do something in, in PV here as well. But I think, you know, I think a lot of people just are cool with staying down in down in Sayulita and uh, having a fucking blast. It's it's not a bad place to spend a week. Let me tell you, um, more than a week. I don't know. It depends on what your party meter is like. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's something that we can all look forward to now. And man, no more masks on airplanes. It, I think this is going to be a domino effect. I am cautiously optimistic. Um, like I said, Uber. You don't have to wear them in Uber anymore. I just saw that before we started rolling. So that's good. And watch nothing change in terms of the numbers, which would also be fucking hilarious. All the super spreading on the planes and in the Ubers. No, no. Once again, you guys will be proven wrong like you have every step of the way. I think this is great grounds to just abolish the CDC. I don't know what we keep them around for. Center for Disease Control literally did not control shit, according to themselves, and all their recommendations were wrong. All the science goes against their recommendations, and yet we have like you know the death count according to them is astronomical. 
we know from the the last episode that only 2.67% of those numbers are actually because of COVID. But yeah, I don't know. Let's get rid of all these safety blankets. We can start with the mask and gradually work our way up to the Federal Reserve and the Department of Education. (laughs) All of that good shit. But uh, yeah, let's do a doxing episode Friday. Anything you got to plug or anything like that? What do you got going on? Oh, tonight at 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern, I will be going live with our good buddy Magoo and uh, Jose from No Way Jose and Tyler Yonke from the uh, Libertarian Podcast Review. We're going to talk about a YouTube article or a, a YouTube video that was where did the rest of the internet go? And it's kind of a, we're going to take a look at the death of the internet and especially looking at like Google being the major search engines and stuff and how they really uh, compress and censor a lot of what's out there. Like the, the internet of the last 10 to 15 years is really a, a a truncated little bastardized thing compared to what it used to be in the early days of the internet. So we're going to talk about that tonight. Cool. Well, if Elon gets some backers, maybe it'll all revert back to the good old days and we can just rewind. We should rewind everything back to that 10 or 15 years ago, including the fucking federal budget spending, um, all this shit, the Twitter rules, good times. But uh, yeah, go check that out. Follow uh, us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. It's really just me, but um yeah join the private facebook group we don't do a happy hour this week we did one last friday it was a lot of fun we'll do one next friday and you can do that by you can join that by becoming a supporting listener of the show setting up a recurring monthly donation for any denomination you'd like at peddlingfictionpodcast.com and if you guys can do all that for us we will be back on friday to talk about doxing and anything else that strikes our interest for you guys until then you know the drill just keep on peddling that so-called fiction